this well-being today to give you a little ch chat. And um, what I talked, what the what I'm going to talk about, the title of it is "It's So Simple: The Path to Inner Peace." And uh, I thought maybe I'd just share a little bit of my intention with what what I want to um, share with you today, and what my philosophy is, so you know where I'm coming from. And um, I've got all kinds of tools and tips and ideas and suggestions and perspectives and what have you, whatever's gonna come up that's gonna be helpful, I think, along this uh, theme. And uh, I wanna share some stories with you, maybe some personal experiences, um, you know, ask you some questions that you can ponder about later. So I don't know if you're a note taker, but you might wanna write down some of those things, or you might not. Uh, think about it in the moment as you wish. So, um, I'm Cindy Mackey. Uh, my business is True Vision Coaching, and I'm a life coach and an intuitive uh, energy reader and healer. And I, um, the, where I come from I, is curiosity, wonder. I have a deep interest in connecting with people and how does that go together and lots of ideas and creativity and a real desire to witness people. And uh, in the work that I do in my coaching and my intuitive work, I'm really about helping you know, supporting people and feeling like they're seen, like they're heard, acknowledged for who they are. And then from that place to deepen their inner resilience so that they feel really solid in who they are. So that's going to um, flavor or influence um, the things I share with you today. And uh, I hope you, uh, or I'm gonna ask if you can have an open mind and try not to be attached to, to too many things and if you are that's okay um, you don't have to believe everything I believe but I just found in my life that these things that I'm sharing have really helped me to to feel positive about my life uh, not that I haven't had challenges because I think I've had my fair share of that as well um, but moving forward um, you know my suggestion is take what's resonant with you like what makes sense to you or what you're curious about and what makes you wonder and leave what's not because let's, you know, let's face it, not all the things I'm going to talk about are going to work for you. And, and I really, in the times that we're in, we are swamped with information, 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 information. So my intention is not to drown you in information and just to suggest, you know, take what works for you. Um, and I'll expand on that a little bit later, but um, that's my process. And uh, it's all about absorbing, taking the time to reflect and absorb what fits for you, and then how do you know that it fits for you? And then how do you use it afterwards? So I hope that sounds good to you. Um, I'm all set to go. And uh, so first thing I wanna talk about is, you know, your intuition or your gut feeling or your inner knowing. How do you, how do you connect with that part of yourself? You know, what practices do you have? And uh, why would you even wanna do that? Um, so it's, we'll talk about, I'll talk about learning to follow to follow that as your as your guideline for moving forward in your life, and um, I guess what I would say as well too is it's about learning to be your own broadcasting system. You know, so where do you go to for information? How do you know something fits right for you? Like it's you know within ourselves, in our mind, in our hearts, in our bodies, our wisdom and inner knowing. And um, I want to talk some about you know, we're asking you about like, how much do you trust yourself? And do you know what that means? And have you always trusted yourself or has something happened that made you go, hmm, or something happened that made you go, yeah, I need to listen to that voice that I hear in my head or that knowing that I have. Um, and I wanna talk about um, 
creating a loving mindset or, or come from a loving mindset, which is an acronym that I use in one of the workshops that I offer called CALM. So create a loving mindset. Um, and some of you might find, say, I have that. Yeah, that's me. I'm down pat. And others might say, well, I don't know. I don't know what the value of that is. So I'm, I'm um, putting some ideas and perspectives out there. Like what is the value of creating a loving mindset or coming from a loving mindset? And then to learn to trust ourselves and deepen um, inner resilience so that, you know, you come to a place that no matter what's going on outside in the world or in your life or in your family, you know that you're okay. You know that you're going to be solid. You know that, that you're going to figure out whatever you need to figure out. And as uh, Marie Forleo says, you know, everything is figure outable. And I, and I love that word because I'm, it just, <laughs> it's got such great connotations, figure outable. Um, so, and in terms of trusting ourselves, you know, when the exterior environment around us um, kind of has taught us for years and years and years um, to trust the experts, you know, like, I, oh, I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm going to make for dinner. I'm going to go and go to Google and find out what recipe I'm going to make. Or um, I'm not feeling well or I'm, you know, this thing makes me mad. So I'm going to go and talk to this person about it. So we kind of get steered away from going within and asking ourselves those deep questions. And, you know, I like the question I want to put out for everyone is to use what if, you know, if something comes up and it doesn't quite sit right with you or it's bothering you or you're like super happy about it even, um, start asking what if, you know, like what if you were your own expert first? What would happen then? Um, so that's the curiosity and wonder coming out in me. And I, and I hope that that's uh, something for you to think about or to, to use. Like what if I didn't have to do it this way? What if I could be happy in the morning when I wake up? Or what if, what if, what if? There's, it's endless, it's endless, endless, endless. So um, the other thing that um, I wanna put out is, you know, if you get a sense about something, there's a new rule that comes down at work or, um, you know, your partner is, is saying, you know, I don't, I don't like this thing that you're doing. Um, I want you to, to think about or to employ or to use this, this, this whole thing, like a really good dose of, wait a minute, like, what does this feel like to me? Or what's my sense about it? What do I really think about that? Um, and then, so before you dismiss ideas that people bring to you or suggestions that come along, like, you know, take it within and I'm going to share some tips about how to do that, but um, I'm sure you already know some of my things on your own that you would do, but uh, make it your own flavor. Like what's my thought about that idea? Um, and then, and then we get to choose, we get to choose how we respond to that or not. We can just say that's interesting and walk away. So that's interesting is one of my first tips um, that I would share. So if someone's, you know, sharing some thoughts with you or ideas um, and you don't really it doesn't really feel right to you or you want some time to think about it. Um, you, you can say that, oh, I need some time to think about it. Or you can also say that's interesting because it's a great way to acknowledge the person. And, and that, as I said earlier, that feels really important to me to acknowledge others and to, to give yourself some time to, to think what you think about it. And then, you know, you don't necessarily have to respond with, I agree with that or I disagree. Um, you can just say, that's interesting. Thanks for telling me that. Or you don't even have to say thanks. Um, so I, I guess I, um, the idea that I'm sharing again too is, you know, to, to run your thoughts uh, through your curiosity or your creativity filter. Um, 
just because you can. I mean, you can take the time to do that. And um, I listened recently to a recorded talk from Wayne Dyer, and I mean, he's uh, had such a big influence in the self-development uh, world for all those years that he was here on the planet sharing his wisdom. And um, in one of the talks that I listened to recently, he said, you know, have an open mind, but don't be attached to anything. And um, I, I really like that, that I think that's a really interesting concept and it gives an opportunity to, you know, to weigh things as they come along and think about how we're feeling or um, what our thoughts are, are sharing with us and what, what we're going to do with that. So, um, and I also, um, I think, you know, in terms of running things through a filter, there's other filters that we can use as well, too. And uh, one of those that I like to use a lot is playfulness and being lighthearted and less hard on myself. Um, so this is an aspect of self-love coming in here. And that's um, something that's big in the work that I do and it's been big in my life in the last um, 10 years is all about loving myself. And, you know, it was kind of a unusual concept because I feel like for me, I'm very good at loving others, but I wasn't very good at loving myself. And, you know, through life experiences, I'd learn more about that. I'd learn more. And, I, and I'm grateful to every single one of those, you know, uh, experiences that I had that helped me to, to learn more about myself. Um, and, you know, the other question or thought uh, I like to put out there is because there's a lot of um, resistance sometimes like being playful. Oh, that's wasting time or that doesn't, um, that doesn't yield any results. I'm looking for success here. I want to know, you know, three steps so that I can be more successful. And um, I think that, you know, if you were a little bit curious, if you put that through your curiosity filter, I wonder what would happen or what if I did that this particular kind of a way, what would come? Um, so those of you who are listening in, um, and thank you for listening in, uh, you know, that are creative in, a, in terms of using art and things like that, you know, painting and, and um, expressing yourselves. I think you probably could identify with that fairly, fairly quickly. And those of us that maybe aren't painters um, might appreciate that art very much. So that's another way to kind of be more, a little bit more playful or lighthearted. You know, what do I see in that picture? And what do I think the, the artist is expressing or, or are, um, what point are they putting across? Is it just a, a feeling of calmness, um, which is, uh, you know, a, a simple way to be, to be calm. Um, so, you know, and I, and I, and again, too, what's the worst thing that could happen? Maybe I'll waste some time. Maybe I'll just waste some time. And, um, you know, wasting time is an interesting concept because I, I kind of want to put out there a thought around, you know, as a society, we waste time in a lot of ways that we might not consider that we're wasting time or we might not be aware of it. Um, so some of those things I want to put out there, and I'm just kind of building the, the ideas here. Um, I'm really going to get into some tips and stories in a sec. Um, so, you know, scrolling through social, social media, how much time do you spend, you know, looking at Facebook and, and going on LinkedIn and going on Google and watching things on YouTube, like, you know, like, I think that um, what I would share about that with myself is I, I started to pay attention to how much time I was using social media and what I was getting out of it. And uh, I used to put a timer on when I was just going to kind of fluff around and just do, you know, mindless kinds of things to, to what I would call relax. And uh, 
I, I would be amazed, you know, how 15 minutes would fly by in a flash and I hadn't even done anything yet. So I wondered, well, I wonder how much time I spent doing this when I didn't know how much time went by. So um, another thing that we can do that can be a time, waste of time is, you know, watching TV, like I had a busy day today or I had a hard day at work or I've got this going on in my life and I just can't think about that anymore. So I'm just going to watch some mindless show on TV and, you know, just to, to get away from everything. Or sometimes people like to have the TV on just to have some noise in the background because, heaven forbid, I don't think about, you know, <laughs> what's going on in my mind or what I'm, what's going on in my head. Um, so we have addictions to, I want to call it addictions in a lighthearted kind of way, like things that we get really kind of like, if I'm, I'm going to hold on to it, I'm going to really feel attached to it. So things like going shopping or, you know, having those glasses of wine or eating certain kinds of food that maybe not necessarily be really good for you. Like things that we do to self numb ourselves, like to be numbing. So, so we don't get caught up too much in things. And, and I certainly know in the days that we are experiencing right now, I've had a number of days where I wish that I had TV because <laughs> it would be so nice not to, to think about what's um, actually going on in my head. So um, I th I'll, now already I've introduced so many things for you to think about. Um, so I want to bring that along with the theme of it's so simple and I probably could have put in brackets but it's not easy to do to get to that inner peace um, so some other things to think about with regard to inner peace like what um, what comes up right away is like well maybe I don't have time to have inner peace or I don't know how to have inner peace or I've never had inner peace or I get as much as I need and I you know I only have so much time in the day and no time for inner peace to to relax and, and feel calm. Don't even know what that is anymore. Um, so things that make it not easy, what, I would, what I've discovered for myself, and I, I notice with clients that I work with as well too, and friends that I have conversations with, um, you know, in order to have inner peace, we might have to change some of the things that we do. Uh, and there's certainly, um, not certainly, but there can be resistance, you know, a little bit, or a lot of resistance to, to making changes. Um, for example, I'll use myself here. Um, I really like to eat cookies and, and my body really doesn't like cookies. They're not good for me, uh, but I love, I love eating them and for some reason. So my resistance around, okay, no more cookies is like, wow, that's you're taking away the only thing that I have that makes me feel better. And you know, that's an overstatement because that's absolutely not true. Um, so um, I think I wanted to share a story with you here, and um, it's it was a number of years ago. Gosh, probably that was probably twenty years ago already. Holy cow! Um, my father-in-law, his name was Don, um, and he was like the the patriarch of the family. And um, but you know, well, anyways, he passed away, and um, my husband's family was a, a what I would call people who just don't show their feelings. They, they love people deeply and, and care about people, but just it was really a, a strong norm in their family to not show your feelings. And um, I'm probably the complete opposite of that, where it's, you know, I cry easily. I, if I watch TV, I'd, sometimes the commercials make me cry. Or if I watch movies about, you know, animals like uh, Marley and me, wow, that's a killer for me. But anyways, um, to get back to my story is uh 
you know, I went over to um, my in-laws home in the, the morning that, that Dawn had passed away. And, you know, you can imagine why I was going there to, to offer my condolences and be with the family. And I loved him too. Um, anyways, my story is about, I walked in the door and um, my girlfriend, who was actually his daughter as well too, looked at me and she basically gave me a really stern command, like, don't you dare cry. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what to do with myself here. So I kind of went in the kitchen and I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then uh, a few days later, we went to the family uh, camp and we were outside. And again, I was feeling really sad and I was like, well, I know I'm not supposed to be crying here. So I have to try and figure out what to do with myself. So I remember sitting outside and, and um, the camp was right on the lake and there happened to be big waves crashing into the shore. And I just, I sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with these feelings because I was resisting them coming up um, because I, I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable and I didn't want to be uncomfortable. So I was having lots and lots of resistance. So moral of my story is, or around um, how much resistance can come up. I just started watching the waves and I realized when the, the waves came in, I could basically give my feelings, my sadness to them and then they would recede out and take it away. And I sat out there probably for a very short amount of time, maybe only 10 minutes, and I can't tell you how wonderful I felt. So when I stopped resisting, allowing my feelings to be felt, I totally got to a different kind of a place. So that's in story, little stories intended to, um, you know, give you encouragement to just, yeah, so sometimes there is resistance, but to hang in there and um, get in touch with yourself. Um, you know, listen to your inner broadcasting station and see, see what it tells you to do, um, and then do it and see what happens. So um, I guess another thing that I uh, think about is that sometimes we have a knowing within ourselves or something that we see or something that we believe and other people in our lives don't encourage that or um, they tell us that we're wrong. And um, so I give examples I can give, you know, when you're a kid growing up, the authority figures who told you things, you know, you can't feel like that or this, um, you know, you can't color trees this color or the sky that color or... Um, you know, be nice to your friends or, um, you know, I'm just thinking about even uh, my parents and I remember growing up is like, be good. Don't make a bunch of noise. Uh, don't cause trouble. You know, and what are the things that you heard growing up? Like something else I remember very clearly is money doesn't grow on trees. Wow. I wish it did still. And I kind of thought it did when I was a kid. I was always looking for that money tree that my mom would tell me to go get the money from. Um, so I wanted to share another little story here. And um, I'm a, I have been in the past a collector of heart-shaped rocks. And when I lived in Ontario, uh, we used to go boating on Lake Superior every summer and I really enjoyed it. And one of the things that was my favorite time of the day is when I would get time to walk along the beach. And um, one day I found this, I picked up a rock because it was shaped like a heart. It was naturally shaped that way. And I was like, oh my God, look how cool that is. I was really excited about it. So I went, um, over, you know, to my husband and I'm like, look at this, I found a heart-shaped rock. And uh, he was like, um, way more practical than me, I guess I'll say it like that. And um, he's like, there's no such thing as that. And I was like staring at this rock going, well, I have one right here in my hand. How can you even say that? So um, story about that is, you know, other people pressuring us, that's wrong or that's silly, don't spend time on it. But, you know, you have this knowing that, well, this is true for me. So that's, the point of what I'm saying here. So just, you know, when you start listening to your own inner broadcasting station, um, then you start to know what's true for you and, and you stick with the things that work for you. Um, 
And I guess I'm picking up, I'm using Wayne Dyer a lot all of a sudden, but uh, I, he has a quote that I just really, really enjoy. And um, it goes like this. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So I want you to just kind of let that sink in a little bit. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if, if you've had experiences about that. Uh, if I think back about the heart-shaped rock story, I'm like, well, I don't have to believe everything that my husband tells me. You know, If I know something to be true, then I can hold that true for myself. Um, and maybe you do that as well too. So when I'm talked, the second part of um, the title and what I wanted to spend a little bit more time on this morning is um, the path to inner peace. Um, so, and what is that, you know, for like, for me, inner peace is feeling calm within myself, feeling a sense of confidence and, you know, and maybe saying what it's not is helpful as well too. So it's not feeling anxious. It's not feeling fearful about the future. It's not um, worried about what other people think about me. It's not, um, you know, eating things and then feeling guilty that, that those are all things it's not. Um, and, you know, the other thing, so what's inner peace for you? What, what does that, is there a feeling about it? Do you have a knowing that you're, when you're feeling peaceful on the inside, how does your life go when you do that? How do you sleep when you have inner peace? How do you interact with your children? How do you interact with your friends? What goes on in your life when you, when you come from a place of inner peace? Um, and then why would we want that? So for me, feeling calm on the inside and, and feeling, you know, a, a sense of inner resilience, no matter what's going on outside me, I'm okay. I'll, I'll figure it out if I need to figure anything out one day at a time, staying in the moment. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my perspective on that. And you certainly can um, add, add in whatever works for you. So I want to talk a little about more about calm. So a calm mind a calm body, um, and perhaps um, a connection to something bigger that's outside of us, because that's where simple comes from. That's where it's so simple comes from, being peaceful inside in all parts of ourselves, um, you know, um, from the inside out radiating that inner peace or that inner knowing. And, um, and, and, and then it's really simple. It's really simple. So I want to encourage you to think about that some more, to feel into that and to maybe even get a journal out if you're a journaler and write what is inner peace to me and, and what, what can I, you know, what have I received in my life when I've come from a place of inner peace or how do I feel or how do I react to things that are going on around me and how do I interact with others and how do other people respond to me when I'm in that place of inner peace. So. Um, I guess the other thing I could share about myself is when I'm, you know, I've been a really good problem solver. So whenever I'm doing my resume, I always highlight that. And I probably have always been um, working in areas where there's problems, you know, because I like to figure out how to make that happen. And, and uh, I'm the oldest of uh, four girls in my family. So I got to be a problem solver for my sisters as well, too. And I, you know, that was my way that I made a contribution in the family and it was my way of being a good girl and all kinds of other things. Um, so I think though that um, 
what initially happened with me is that this problem solving, this ability to do that became like, well, now I'll just help other people. So as I'm busy helping other people do their problem solving, uh, then I'm not paying any attention to what's going on in my life. And that's, that's another distraction. Um, so interesting, don't you think? Um, sir, I'm wasting time. Um, so, you know, in 2004, I went for some coach training in California. And then probably for the next four years after that, I did coaching with the Coaches Training Institute. And um, that was the biggest gift to me because that's where I really understood and I really learned that it's not about me fixing other people's problems, but it's definitely my place is to, to be present with people and witness them as they talk about the things that they perceive as problems and then support them in coming through that to the other side, you know, coming up with their own answers, creating their own broadcasting system. I mean, that is just the thrill of my life to, to participate in that. And um, when I'm in a calm place, as a witness and the coach or the intuitive energy reader, I get all kinds of inspiration. I get all kinds of intuition that comes to me. I get all kinds of questions that come to me to ask people to help to support them and creating a calm mind, creating a loving mindset, helping their body to calm down. So um, if you notice that you're not calm, um, one of the things, or maybe you are, I have a, a thought for you, you know, like a little homework thing that you could do if you wanted to. So to listen to your self-talk and our self-talk is, you know, what we say to ourselves in our head. Um, and it's going on all the time. Um, so sometimes you, well, I, not sometimes, I think a lot of the time, you're not really conscious of what's being said in our heads or we are, and it just gets us to respond in a certain kind of a way. And, um, the exercise I want to put out to you is like get yourself a little notebook and write down what you hear in your head for a day. Um, just what kind of things do you say to yourself? And um, it's a good it's a good indicator of where we're at in our lives as well too. And if you're not feeling calm, it might um, give you some information. And um, yeah, so and I, I want to also put a caveat in there. You know. Um, when you go back and read that, or even if, as you're listening, if you don't, if you hear things that are just not very kind, um, is to it's the idea is to move toward kindness and gentleness. Um, you know, accepting ourselves, allowing our feelings, appreciating um, what's coming up and what our viewpoint is, and 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 what the feelings are being created from that as well too. So. Um, there's an acronym called KISS, K-I-S-S. And um, I wanted to just put this in here around kindness. So, you know, I've heard a number of ways to express that acronym, you know, keep it simple, stupid, which is not very kind. Um, and so if you hear that, you, you might want to change that up. Um, so, I mean, you could and play around with that because I like to be playful and I, and I think it makes things a little bit more interesting or it definitely lightens things up if you're hearing a lot of nasty talk and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm saying those things to myself. I would never say that to anyone else and I would never, never, never say that to a child. Um, so, you know, keep it simple, sweetie, or keep it simple, sexy, or keep it simple, short and sweet. Um, however you want to do it. Um, just something good to, to a little tool to keep in the back of your mind.
And um, the other concept that um, I find is very helpful as well too is to, um, well, often when we notice things about ourselves, like me eating my cookies, for example, um, so I'm going to start improving myself. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to only eat organic food and only vegetables and maybe a little bit of fruit and this and that and the other thing. Um, so that's all about improving. And, and I really think that that brings about a, to chase a state of being, chase a state of being um, in the future. If I, if I do this, then that's going to happen. If I do this, then that's going to happen, which kind of I, sets me up anyways for um, not good enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. But if I do this and this and this, then I will be. And, you know, it's an endless list of things that I can do. And so instead of improving ourselves, I want to suggest that we start approving ourselves. Like what accepting what is like in this moment i ate some cookies well that's what i did tomorrow i'll do something different maybe i'll i will have my smoothie of um, vegetable juice um, and likely i would as well too if i'm kind to myself um, <clears throat> so how are you approving yourselves uh what what do you do to approve yourself um so my suggestions around that or thoughts are you know find things that you like about yourself make make a list of that um and right off the top what I would say for me is the things that I like about myself are that I have a kind heart and I'm, and I love to listen to people that um, I would, you know, if people need um, support in some way, I'm, I'm happy to provide that. Or I love, I love animals and I, and I love spending time with them. Um, just a couple of examples there. Or um, another thing that I pick on myself about a lot is my belly. You know, it's how far is it hanging out over my belt today? And Oh my goodness, that's just, I don't like it or, or, or it's not hanging over. Wow. How cool is that? Um, but I really will even just put my hand on my, my belly and just say, I love you belly. And that's playful and fun. And I might not say that out loud when I'm at the grocery store, but I definitely say that when I'm at home to myself. Um, so the other thing I want to give you is a, something to think about. Um, the holidays are very, very close and maybe have some time, where you don't have a regular routine, you might have some time for yourself or time with family. And I wanna encourage you to write yourself a letter of appreciation. What do I appreciate about myself? You know, what, what, what is that? Or, I mean, you could do that as a family, a family um, um, affair kind of a thing, you know? So everybody write yourself a letter of appreciation or write um, your partner a letter of appreciation or have your children, you know, write each other or write the parent, um, just to, to get in the habit of doing that. Because I think that that's not necessarily something that we all kind of aspire to or we think about. Um, the other thing that I think is really cool, and I've heard about this idea many times, is to put a whiteboard on your fridge or on the wall and um, just encourage people every day when someone does something that another person appreciates to write down. I'm really, really thankful, you know, to Bob because he shoveled the driveway today and I didn't have to do it. No, I'm not thinking we're going to have snow. Just I came from Ontario, so snow is a big deal there. Um, or I really appreciate that um, you went to the grocery store and, and filled up the fruit bowl for us. That was such a nice thing to do. Or I really appreciate that you know you took the dog for a walk. I mean, there's all kinds of you, so just to get the idea, you, there's endless amounts of things you can do around that and you can have fun and, and then it becomes something that people get excited when they come home. I'm going to go look at the appreciation board and see if there's anything there for me or what I could write about someone else in the family. Um, 
another way uh, to, to stay calm, and, and I guess before I talk about that too much, I want to share a couple of things around mindset. And um, I went one time to a, a, a talk that um, a Buddhist monk was giving, and uh, one of the things he said in there really stuck in my mind, and, and he described the mind as being like a wild horse. It just wants to go wherever it wants to go, whenever it wants to do that, unless we as the holder of that mind use discipline and one of the ways that you can and that doesn't mean nasty discipline it means you know just like pulling the reins like whoa 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 where are you going over there thinking those kinds of things or those things are um that's really a negative kind of thing and i and i'm working to be more positive around myself or i'm wanting to be calm and that does not make me feel calm so um the other thing is that the way our bodies are wired is if we feel stressed about anything, if there's danger or we're worried or we're anxious, um, our, our mind will not rest. It needs to feel comfortable. So what can you do to allow your mind to feel comfortable? So that's um, where I think a meditation practice can be very, very helpful. And if our body is really charged up, if you feel anxious, if you, you know, kind of tune into your body. How am I feeling? Oh, I feel a little bit anxious right now. I have, I, I just really feel really hyped up because I'm, I'm worried about something and my mind's been telling me stories. It's been being a wild horse and making up all kinds of things that may or may not be true. Um, it's it's um, a really simple tool that I use and you can do it anywhere. It's called box breathing. So I'm going to draw imaginary box on the screen here. So the first breath, and you can do it to whatever number you want, but uh, it needs to be the same number for each, each of the four sides. So the first breath, you breathe in and you count to four. Then you hold your breath to four, and then you breathe out to four, and then you let keep the air out for four, and you just repeat that. Um, so I, the latest, latest thing I read was um, to do that around seven times and then notice how you're feeling. That will help you to slow down and that'll help you to feel calmer. And then you could sit and meditate if you wanted to afterwards. Or just to stop and take a breath. I mean, um, something that I suggest a lot, and I do it myself, is set a timer. Um, you know, every hour the timer goes off. And, and there's lots of apps you can download for that as well too. But um, the timer goes off and you stop everything that you're doing. Stop looking at the computer or um, stop vacuuming or stop eating or whatever you're doing. And just take three nice deep breaths. Um, it, that basically helps your body to realize everything's fine and calm down. Um, so you can use meditation as a way to uh, create a safe place for yourself or a refuge to recharge your batteries and uh, see what comes up. Um, and to, again, remember to look at your thoughts with kindness. I think that's probably the strongest thing I can say today is to use kindness and create a loving mindset. Um, the other thing I wanted to share about is surrender. And that's a big word that can trigger a lot of people. So surrender, not as in giving up, but surrender all the speed of things having to go a certain kind of way in a certain kind of speed. So um, I always think of that song. It's an old song. It's by Simon and Garfunkel. And, um, you know, some of the words in it are about feeling groovy. So I'm, I'm not really sure the premise of when they wrote that song. But um, at any rate, um, the, the, you know, the words at the beginning are slow down, you move too fast, and then it falls with you got to make the morning last. So it's like, enjoy your time, enjoy what's happening around you, be present to, to what's there. Um, 
uh, and then this near the end of the song is like loving my life and feeling groovy oh i didn't know i was singing today what a treat for you guys um so another way to um create a loving mindset is to to walk in nature and be connected with with uh, what you see around you you know take some breaths and and look at the beautiful trees when i lived in ontario i lived close to lake superior so i was able to walk along the lake and i really appreciate water and that was just really calming to me and here in uh, Kelowna, where I live, it's so beautiful here. And there's so many walking trails. It's just magnificent. I just never stop marveling at how beautiful it is here. And I wonder if you take time to, to look at those gorgeous trees and, and take things in. Uh, where I live, I'm, I'm close to the creek. And uh, I always look for the ducks. I, I always look when I go and see, see how they can entertain me, I like to connect with them. Um, if you have pets, spending time with your pets can really help you to calm down, you know, petting your cat. Um, a cat purr is also a very calming vibration for us. Um, and using creativity and self-expression. So do you like to paint or do art? And creativity only isn't about doing art. I mean, you can sing, you can rearrange your living room, you can um, tidy, tidy up. I mean, sometimes cleaning is a really good thing to do. It's my self-expression is it's a clean home and I feel really good here. Um, so lots of ideas around that. Um, I like music, um, moving to music. I live by myself so I can dance around the house all, all I want to here and no one's gonna care. Um, and I love it. So I want to encourage you, um, if you have a favorite kind of music, to, to just put some music on in the background when you're, when you're doing chores or um, when you wake up in the morning, you know, what, what are you listening to? What's, what's setting your mood for the day? Um, or laughing, you know, finding um, things on YouTube to watch that are funny or watching funny movies or shows or telling each other jokes uh, with the, you know, with your family or just even recalling things that have happened in the past that are funny uh, with others. And sometimes I'll, um, I'll get on the phone and, and call up friends and we'll just, you know, people that I uh, know still from Ontario and we have good conversations about things that happen in our lives. And it's such a beautiful way to, to just kind of ease off any stress and remember things that are fun and that you've had a, a good time with, or just things that make you laugh spontaneously. Um, those are all really great ways to, to feel calmer and to, to relax and, and feel less stressed. Um, and I guess the last thing that I'll uh, close things off with here is um, what are you creating? And um, it's not so much about, you know, that you have to know 10 steps ahead, what's going to happen in the future in your plan. But if you do have that, that's, that's really good. I, I, I really think that that's um, something that really helps us to stay focused and helps us keep moving towards goals that we might have. Um, you can also set an intention for how you're going to be. Um, I like every year at the new year to come up with some words or um, a brief statement to kind of guide my, my year. And uh, I have a number of ways to do that. And mostly now I just kind of go within and ask what, what, what's going to support me the best in this coming year. So I'm kind of playing around with some words right now. Stability and joy are two that I'm looking at for 2021. So there's another thought around what you can do when you have some spare time. Um, what's my, my thought or my phrase for the year going forward? 
Um, so I'm almost done here. I have one more thing that I want to share with you. And uh, this comes from someone named Kyle Cease. And uh, he has a website and he has a, an, an online community that I'm part of right now. And it's called um, the Absolutely Everything Pass. So uh, it's a monthly membership. And one of the things he does on there is um, a live Zoom call. And he'll part you, partner you up with someone. It's on Tuesday evenings and it's called It's Totally Possible. So what I want to do is kind of end with a little bit of a rant about it's totally possible. So I'm going to talk about things for myself because I don't want to influence you. Um, and the things I want might not be things that, that are possible, but I want to encourage you to like go on your own. It's totally possible rant. Um, it's so simple to do and it's spontaneous and you don't have to think up in advance. Uh, you just start going and you, you really can get on a roll with it and feel really good and really inner peace. Like I'm happy. I'm content. I feel good. I'm excited about where I am right now or whatever is meaningful to you. So it's totally possible that I could get more clients. It's totally possible that we won't get a pile of snow this winter. It's totally possible that I can be happy every day when I wake up in the morning. It's totally possible that um, I can fit into my jeans that I haven't fit into for a long time. It's totally possible that I could have a beautiful Christmas um, and connect with people that I, that I haven't talked to for a long time. It's totally possible that I can watch some really great movies. It's totally possible that I could get really interested in something to do with sound and crystals because that's exciting to me. So uh, that's you know an example of it, but you can make it about anything. It's totally possible that I have a brand new car. It's totally possible that I live in blah, blah. It's totally possible that soon we be, be able to travel, whatever you want to make it. So that being said, um, it's so simple, the path to inner peace. Um, yeah. What, what, is, what is inner peace to you and um, allowing ourselves and appreciating ourselves and being calm, creating a loving mindset to accept what is right now and from that place to be able to create simplicity and to feel peaceful in our days. So thank you so much for being part of the, or listening today. And uh, thanks Shauna for inviting me to be here. I just want to give people an idea. You can connect with me. I have a website. It's cindymackey.com and that's M-A-K-I. I also have a Facebook page for True Vision Coaching on on Eventbrite on Tuesdays, I do something called the Tuesday Intuitive, which is an hour long program. It's free and it's uh, little bits of ideas about how to tap into our into your own intuition. And then I do I pick a couple of names of people who are present and I do a little mini intuitive reading with them. So and that's a lot of fun. And I invite you to join me on that. Um, and I also do a group program. So I have something called Self Love Circles, which is about how do we love ourselves better and, and having that a group to keep each other focused and, and going in the direction we want to go. Um, and starting in the new year, I'm going to be doing a three month program called five questions that will change your life. And basically that's about having five questions to match up with each of our five fingers. So when if we get in a place where we're not feeling steady, um, we can start asking questions and make things shift for ourselves back to in a simple way, inner peace. So thank you so much, Shauna, uh, for having me. And uh, that's all I got for today.